bags of soup. Hands of soup. This is soup for my family. Isn't it wonderful? Soup for my family. It's incredible. It's the perfect size. The size of a football. Soup for my family. It's unbelievable. Welcome back to Soup for My Family, a a socialist wet dream of a podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And by that, he means it's the only time that I come anymore. Oh, man, I've tried to make. Oh, I've tried. But just talking about socialism and communism and theories gets him is the only way you can come. Nice to see you, John Shrek. You're one of my favorite co-hosts. You're I mean, mm, top 10 for sure. Top 10. Mm-hmm. Top ten right, for me, but you know, maybe you can maybe you can get up to top nine by the end of tonight. I'm gonna try. Or today, I guess it's not night, John. It's the afternoon. And it's it's that's- like two p.m. and I've already got four beer, four seltzers lined up to go to do this shit. So let's get it on. Damn, you got them. Lo- I thought you were about to say that you've already got four in your system. I was like, all right, not going out tonight. Not. Oh, I'm going. Oh yeah. Well, if you're starting now, it's you're you're good. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna crash and die by seven. You're gonna crash. Yeah, I'm gonna die? crash and die by seven p.m. Shit. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this because it's the last one. Yep, it's another remake of the Strong Margaritas. <laughs> Will you? Um, I mean, you know, post death, would you be down for still meeting up and doing this? Yeah, of course. I like doing this. I do too, and I think that would be a great gimmick. Like maybe people actually. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, you have the ghost of John Holmes dead. Maybe we could just promote it that way from now. Like, even if you survive tonight, uh, <laughs> why not? I'll, I'll I'll make a buck off my uh, death. We can get a sponsorship from Casper Mattresses, the friendly drunken ghost. John yeah. Holmes be perfect. I do want to get one of those mattresses. Maybe we maybe we could get hooked up with a with a sponsor. That's the kind of thing you should think about before you have more than 10 listeners. It's uh, what kind of sponsors you can get. Exactly. First, you get the sponsors, then you get the money, then you get the power and then you get the vaginas. Yeah, that got oddly sexual uh, mm-hmm. and I don't support it. I don't support I don't support sex of any kind. Male, female, other male, to female, male, to male, female, to female. Female to male to female. Mm-hmm. None of it. MMF. MMA. Mm-hmm. Male to male to androgynous. That's a sexy one. I like that threesome. Yeah, that's 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 the uh, that's what Joe Rogan commentates on is uh, male to male to androgynous fighting. Yeah. In Las Vegas and elsewhere. That's a sexy when the when the referee gets involved. That's when I like the threesome. <laughs> it's the best part of pro wrestling. I know you don't care for it, but I mean, they get in there and they they start mixing it up. But when the ref tries to- when the ref either interferes or uh, you know they fuck with the ref so that so that they miss uh, so that they miss an illegal move. It's great. Oh no. The authorities did the, all the cameras caught it, but there's there's no instant replay in pro wrestling. All the other sports are integrating it. They've got instant replay in baseball now, not pro wrestling. And they need it the most, arguably. I know, right? There's a lot of shady shit that goes in and on professional wrestling. So many shenanigans, so many people who aren't refs just counting people out. I mean, it's crazy. They got to wow. crack down on that. Vince McMahon. Come on. Come on, buddy. It's like these things are rigged. Yeah, you're paying for these refs. Let them do their job. <laughs> Let the refs do their job, Vince McMahon. <laughs> They're on your payroll. The blood is on your hands. Yes. You're saying that as a joke, but uh, that's, that's very no, true. I, mean, I meant it literally. A lot, of, a lot of CTE, a lot of problems. 
Yeah. The pro wrestlers. Uh, speaking of arenas and mental problems, did you hear that uh, Kanye West is living in the Mercedes-Benz arena right now? I did hear that. <laughs> and that is insane. I don't know. I think it's pretty did cool. Did he just miss Hurricane Katrina? <laughs> is he just longing for a simpler time of like when people were living in the Superdome? He's just getting ahead of the curve. He knows that everyone's about to get evicted. So he's like, yeah. let's get in. Let's get in there. And, uh, you know, I can, I don't know, charge $85 for chicken tenders because it started with him doing like a listening party, I guess. I didn't hear about it until the night of. Otherwise, I would have probably tried to go and been disappointed by it because uh, I saw some videos on Snapchat. It didn't seem that enjoyable, but uh, he did like a listening party for the album he's working on. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at the Mercedes Benz Arena like a week and a half ago. It wasn't a sh it wasn't like a show show, though. He was just literally like basically just workshopping this album that he's working on for uh, you know yeah. tens of thousands of people. That's crazy. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And then he's like now he's just like living there, working on the rest of the album. He's got like a personal chef. Um, but yeah, during the during the concert, like what went viral on Twitter was that the prices for food, because I don't think tickets were that expensive. I think you could get in for like twenty five or thirty bucks. I heard. Um, yeah. But there there was like food, and it wasn't fancy food uh, for like people who were there for the show with like chicken tenders for like sixty five dollars. Jesus. <laughs> so it's like a fire festival, but just. For one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's how it started. And I think he's still there. There was a parent. I, I didn't know about this. And then uh, my girlfriend's parents told me about it and I looked it up. But this also blew up on Twitter at the. Uh, so that's the stadium where the Hawks, not the Hawks. The Hawks don't play there. Who the fuck are the Hawks? That's the basketball team. <laughs> yeah, the buddy. The Falcons, they're just two birds of prey. How am I supposed yeah, to tell them apart? Especially in Atlanta. The Falcons play there, and Atlanta United plays there, and there was an Atlanta United game there the other day, and Kanye was apparently just, like, wandering around with, uh, with like, um, uh, like a sock mask on, just walking around the concourse with a puffy jacket on, and, like, uh, pantyhose over his face just chilling just amongst the people you know yep that's how that's that's see that's when that's when you know you you're just too rich yeah yeah i wonder what kind of rent he's paying us to, to live at that place. when you're walking or when you're living in a stadium and you're sending you're in, sending yourself into orbit on a dick rocket <laughs> you're just too rich you don't need to be that rich John, you can be as rich as you want. This is America. And, and that's the problem. The fact that you hate rich people so much is a little problematic. I know. You're very wealthy. You are well, so rich, John Trek. Let's spread that rumor. John Trek has so much money. I he mean, has like, he has like he, he's, he's on his way to becoming the first millionaire Trek besides the ogre. You're embarrassing me, John. What's you're that? embarrassing me. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, maybe stop investing in land. Those, that's the hot stock right now. L-A-N-D, land. It's uh, likely associates nanotechnology disruption. It's my favorite. That's my favorite stock trading on the market. It's a meme stock. Meme stock. Yeah, man. I love. Uh, is that how you buy Bitcoin by trading memes? Yes. Yes. The uh, with the with the impact font at the top and the bottom of a photo. That's that's Bitcoin. If you've if you've shared one of those on Facebook, you own Bitcoin. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I thought you had to pay for Bitcoin in me. No, 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 no. There's no. It's not. It's not worth anything. So you don't have to pay oh, anything. Makes sense. Dollars and cents. Yeah, dollars and cents. It makes money. Yeah. Cha ching. Cha ching. Ding ding. I'm gonna be able to afford dinner. Hooray. <laughs> 
Well, we are simulcast right now with uh, Lollapalooza is going on this weekend. Oh, yeah. Did you get tickets? Did you get virtual tickets? I bought I bought in-person tickets. I've been commuting every day, but I decided to skip Sunday wow. so we could hang out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sunday was supposed to be a good day, too. They had uh, they had Kenny Chesney and Brooks Travis and Dunn, Stritt, Brooks and Dunn, Garth Brooks, all of them. George Strait, the George Gay. Yeah. George Michael. George by. Oh, you said George <laughs> Michael. Uh, I don't I don't have any commentary about Lollapalooza, uh, that, but that's that's also going viral. Everyone's uh, posting the photos. Yeah. of uh, The huge well, Delta Delta variant spreader event. I guess we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see how everyone dies. Uh, but also, here's the thing about Lollapalooza. Uh, a lot of people I know a lot of people in Chicago hate it because it clogs up the city for a weekend. Bunch of but it's, it's a fun. It's a fun time. I love I went to Lollapalooza in O and Ot five. Nice. Who was who was your favorite act? Uh, I, I got to see a lot of great acts there. I got I saw like the Pixies with the original lineup. Never heard of them. Who OK, else? fuck so yourself. I, uh, Arcade Fire. R. Kelly. Yep. R. Kelly on fire. Him. Got to see him walk out on on do uh, Rihanna's This Girl is on Fire. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Radiohead. No, yeah. Wait, were Radiohead there, or did I just see them around that same time? Can't remember. Is that when you were living in Chicago? No, that was before. That was when I was like 19 years old, living in Dayton. Okay, yeah, 05. That makes sense. You wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah. be in college yet. No, I was. You're in not. College. You were in college. I was going to say you're not that much older than me, but I guess I started college two years after that. So you would have been. Yeah, I, I graduated in not four. Ought. Ought. You. Oh. You ought to go back to school. You fucking idiot. I still can't read, dude. Still same. Don't know how to read. Same. I hate reading. What are what are letters even for? To confuse us. To implant thoughts in our brains that we don't even know. Exactly. I take pills for that. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to replace those thoughts with something else. Yeah, man. Exit. Exit in half mile. Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. Signs. Don't tell me where the exit is. I'll figure, I'll figure it out myself. It out. Yeah, I'll just run off the road. You can't control me. I can see the lines. I got four wheel drive. I can do whatever I want. I got I drive a truck. Hey, I, you, what do you drive? A Civic? Fuck you. This truck has nuts. I, I don't pay. I don't pay taxes and therefore I don't pay for these roads. So I'm going off roading. Hell yeah. I got Fuck that big noise. Old, big old truck. Well, I mostly brought up Lollapalooza because you went to a music festival last weekend and uh, spread spread Delta around up in, the, in Cleveland. Yeah, I went to Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck up in Cleveland got to got to see uh, AJR and Portugal the man and some other no name people that you've never heard of. Portugal the, the they them now. Portugal the they them is right. Thank you. Uh, did you see me roll my eyes or were you looking away? That's I, good. I was I was look I don't look. I yeah, you don't look me. Don't you ever look me in the eyes? I have I have my screen turned off. I can't see anything. <laughs> uh yeah i went to that super spreader event no it was a small like <laughs> it was a small music festival at lakeland community college nice getting that community college some bucks yeah man throwing some bucks to community colleges i'm not Free trying to say i'm a hero but that's where you that's where you say you're a hero john holmes you're a hero, John Holmes. Hey, come on, man. I mean, I'm not trying to be, but I do believe in adult education. <laughs> was it actually was it an open to the public uh, music festival or was it just like welcome weekend and you wandered on and you wandered on campus? It, you, you, you had to buy tickets to it, but 
I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't as big as Lollapalooza. Okay, John. Whatever you say. Okay. Yeah. All right. I coughed on a lot of cops there. Yeah. I mean, it was because I was hitting my vape pen, but they can't do shit to me. It's I got my I got my weed car. You can't do shit to me, pigs. <laughs> I'm gonna spit on you. They ask for your vax card and you give them the weed card. They're like, this is not what we're looking for. Yeah. And then you go, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I'm vaped, not vaxxed. I'm so baked, man. Please don't arrest me, dude. <laughs> Just leave me alone, cop. I've had a hard day. Leave me alone. Why doesn't that ever work? Just leave me alone, cop. Well, you just got to say it nicer, you know? No. You just got to cry and be a woman. Having a tough day. Leave me alone, cop. I don't know. I think that could work more. I think it should, too. I, I've gotten I've gotten off, I think, twice. Uh, With a warning or just a jerk or just a blowjob? Yes, both. Um, but uh, no, but no, no uh, effort by myself. It was just luck of the draw. I didn't. Uh, yep. I, I feel like a, I feel like a guy crying probably uh, makes the makes the ticket more expensive. They're like, don't just relax. Yeah, yeah, no. They, I think I think if if a guy starts crying and and the police officer pulls up and then I think you could get you you I think you could get to give the officer a ticket. Yeah, they assaulted me. You're like, you, you see what I'm doing right now? How dare you stop me? Sir, do you know how fast you were going? I know how fast my emotions are going. And yeah, I know how I, you want to feel my heart rate. You want to see something <laughs> fast? Take my pulse, dude. <laughs> how fast I was going. You should see how fast I am in the bedroom. Unzip those pants, officer. Yeah. Sexually harass them. They're asking for it. Being dressed like that. They look too sexy. Mm hmm. Man in uniform. Anyone in uniform. It's a kink. It's definitely part of my vocabulary, if you know what I mean. <laughs> did you did you witness anything fun at the the festival, or was just a good old time? You know, any, any good old time. Any, any issues? Any uh, you know, people taking no, their clothes off and spitting in each other's mouths? Yeah, we did uh start a spit a spit. You know how some music they have the pit like a mosh pit. Uh huh. Well, we had a spit pit. Oh, a mosh spit. It, yeah, except we all gather around and we just spit on each other. Nice. Mouth's Some brave open. people were coughing and spitting. It was pretty cool. Damn. Circle pit, just like a fucking sprinkler. Circle spit. <laughs> I wa there's a there's a new documentary that came out about uh, Woodstock 99. On oh, HBO yeah, Max. I heard about that. I really want to watch that. It's insane. My I think the I mean, one of many funny things about it is the fact that well, first of all, it's but it was put on by the exact same people that put on the original Woodstock, both of them. Yeah. Uh, but this time they decided to have it on a, in an old Air Force base, an abandoned Air Force base, the anti-war peace and love. Yeah. Music Generation. festival. Yeah. Have it on the fucking former location of the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. That's just it's, rotting away our economy. Yeah. Just pretty, pretty hilarious. Uh, I mean, they're. There's a lot to be said about it, but the thing that I found the most frustrating, first of all, like half of the people that they're talking to that are like the voices talking about Woodstock are like fucking insufferable. Like there's oh, yeah. this one woman that's like just way too woke about everything for her own good, like in a way that's like inaccessible and also just feels forced. Like it's like this. I mean, I don't think that this is why things are the what your, you know, your analysis of the situation. It yeah, wasn't a good situation, but I don't know. So she kind of sucked. And then one of the one of the two guys who like put on the festival is in full denial. Like there were something like 10 official reported cases of sexual assault and rape. 
at Woodstock 99. Um, But that was just reported. Like it literally, it's like every woman that they basically have talked to that were in attendance, young teenage girls too. Yeah. We're reporting, you know, people were getting like lifted up and getting crowd surfed and just people that are women that are on top of the crowd of people are just getting groped, getting fucking like penetrated digitally by strength. It's a fucking nightmare. But this guy, but the guy that runs the damn thing is like, I don't have any sympathy for these, all these women that are walking around naked. And, you know, basically he just basically says they're asking, they were asking for it. And there were only like 10 that were actually, you know, reported to the police and therefore it wasn't an issue. And the whole vibe was like, peace and love. It's like, okay, dude, like just, just like filth of the earth kind of, kind of person. Yeah, dude. And, yeah, dude. and to like still be in such not, not even like, not even den- I guess denial is the right word. Yeah. Like to, to just have no self-awareness and no, 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 like regrets all these years later, that was over 20 years ago. And he still can't look at it and be like, yeah, I think we fucked X, Y, and Z up. Like he was, he's blaming the people in attendance. He blamed like Fred Durst for getting people like amped up. It's like Fred, Fred Durst isn't the one that like created the entire situation. Did he make it worse? Maybe, but like, you can't blame the fucking performers for, uh, you know, a lack of security, a lack of, uh, plumbing, like, yeah, dude. The porta potties like overflowed on day one, basically. So, like yeah, all of those dude. videos, if you see, and there's a lot of them in the documentary of people rolling around in the mud, mud in their fucking mouth, throwing mud. It's shit. It's not yeah, mud. Dude. I mean, there's mud in there, but it's mostly shit and piss. Damn. From, you know, Eighty thousand people living on top of each other, and uh, oof, it's Great. disgusting. <laughs> Thank God they figured out music festivals since then, because my God. Yeah. My only experience with music festivals is basically uh, Bunbury in Cincinnati. And and like and that even even just being at that well run, plenty of like not not want for anything. Um, Even that is like it takes a lot out of you. And I'm like sleeping in my bed every night. So to be on a fucking hot tarmac and sleeping in shit water and not having anywhere to shower, not having like, you know, I can't imagine the mindset to to be in four days of that in the middle of nowhere in New York. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Like just just a total nightmare. But also rage against the machine didn't help. Yeah, it was there. It was their fault for like being there and being creed. Yeah, Creed too. Fuck you, Creed. They're like, can you take me higher? And they're like, let's get higher. And that's why everything went off the rails. Yes. They put had arms wide open and we slapped them silly. <laughs> Music festivals are back, though. They're back yeah, and dog. ready just in, just in time for everything just to get shut back down. For death. We had, well, that's why I wanted to go, because everything's going to get shut down here in a minute. So we go to well, at least one Music Festival in two years. That's a that's a good that's a good call, man. There's there's a few music festivals coming up down here, and I'm sure they're going to happen whether or not anything happens because it's Georgia and nothing's going to get shut down. Hell yeah, G to the O A. Go O-A. up, yo. How do you spell Georgia? Once again, I can't read. It's uh, like George, but uh, uh, that's all you really need to know. You said you don't know how to spell, so yeah. I mean, I, I was hoping you could spell it for me. Then I just play this back, and then I could repeat it and pretend like I spelled. Hmm. I'm I'm not really being paid to teach this afternoon. So okay, motherfucker, you did you did job core. You know how to work for America. Yes, teach for America. Teach for America. I taught for America. I taught five America, six, seven, eight America. Wow, you taught a lot of America. Bank of America, man. Thank God we have banks in this country, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how would we know how to pay for stuff? 
We wouldn't. We'd, we'd be too stupid. Yes. And we wouldn't be able to go to college on obscene amounts of loans. Yeah. Or be in debt. So you know, thank you, banks. Thank you, banks, for making us in debt and having credit. The entire concept of credit is just debt. Yes. And the entire idea of a credit score is how like how much how willing you are to be in debt to a bank and also how likely it is that you're going to pay back that debt. Yeah. So like if you don't have any debt from a bank, your credit score sucks. Yeah. You could live. You could have just never gone gone in debt and there. But therefore, your credit is worse than someone who's gone into a lot of debt. Exactly. <laughs> and we act like having a good credit score means that you're better off. But it's like, no, you're just more like you, you, basically it just means you're a you're an ideal customer for a fucking bank. Exactly. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be called a credit score. It should be like a fucking bank cuck score. Yeah. Bank cuck. Like That's how you are. Like how much leverage does a bank have over your livelihood? That's that's your credit score. How much will your bank charge you to fuck your wife? How much how much debt would a would would a bank cuck cuck if a bank cuck could lend cash? There you go. You nailed that, buddy. I'm proud of you. I didn't even stumble. Not even no, you once. didn't stumble once. And you just blew through that with such eloquence and grammatical excellence that I'm I'm blown away. Oh, I, I blew it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I just blew myself. Blow me. Okay. Soon enough. Soon I'll enough, be in, buddy. I'll be in Cincinnati next weekend, so we can. Blow next weekend is ne next weekend's the uh, wedding, right? Yep. Today's the Sun first Saturday. Saturday Today is August first, so yeah. Next Holy Saturday. shit! It is August first. Time's damn. really time's really flying now that we're getting out of the house. I can't believe it's August. I can't. I know, believe right? It's not butter. I can't, I can't believe I'm not dead yet. <laughs> You and me both. I mean, the, your lifestyle, whoo, buddy. I have a terminal lifestyle, and I look at you, and I'm like, how is he not dead? Oh, that's why I surround myself with the people that I do so that uh, they can feel better. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's pleasant of you. I'm a very pleasant guy. Uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a wild couple of weeks though for me. I mean, I don't know if it's been wild, but I've you know been doing shows. I've been getting booked on shit. It's about to come to an end, but. Uh, yeah, they're all going to figure out you're a you're a phony. Yes, that's pretty much it. Um, you get booked. That that's that's the whole grift. You get booked once, and then you do bad, and then you never get booked again. But uh, yeah, but if you do good, then they then you you trick them. Then they don't book you again still because you suck. Yeah, that's my that's my whole thing. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh yeah. Yep. You're trying to be a loan 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 <laughs> loan show. I'm trying to be a loan shark. Loan sharks. Street sharks, loan sharks. What if they were the same? Maybe they are. When we talked last time, I had a couple of shows on the books. And then, um, so I was excited for those. They happened yeah. this past week. One of those was at the Stardome uh, in Birmingham, which is a huge club. Yeah, I know the Star. Oh, wait, Starbur? Mean, no, Stardome. Stardome. Birmingham, okay. Alabama. It's, uh, they, they tout themselves as an urban room. I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I'll say urban because that's what they say. Okay. Um, so I was our, I was a, I was a little nervous for the show because I'm like I don't think I've ever done a quote unquote urban room at all. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So like, you know, I'm used to performing for a suburban whitey, and that's what my act is catered towards. But whatever. That's what everyone's I got, am. Yeah, everyone's got everyone's got their niche. Uh, and I was I was a little nervous, but I was like, you know what, I'll go, I'll go have some fun. You know, who knows? It's uh, I got picked to do the show. I submitted a clip, and they picked me to do the show. So I had a little confidence in that regard. Um, I remembered that uh, Bill Burr always talked about 
remember him talking about this on podcasts of like, cause he always made a huge effort to like hit as many different kinds of rooms as possible when he started, which yeah. I never, which I never did. Like I said, I don't think, I think this is only the first time I've ever done a quote unquote urban room, which means like a black room, like a uh, deaf jam. No, type. we don't have to, we don't have to explain it to everyone. Well, I'm gonna, that's what it is. Like deaf, like deaf jam evening at the Apollo that that's what, that's what that means. And uh, Bill Burr always said that he re- like he started doing well with black crowds when he realized that they just want like they want the white guy to be a mascot. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that for my act. Maybe it's something I have to learn. Maybe it's something that I'll never learn. Um, but I was thinking about that the whole ride over because the, ri- the, the the drive over there was like four hours with uh, with fucking traffic and stuff. Jeez. And then I also I also I thought I was going to get there. Early. All right. So it's in central time zone. So uh I left at like 4.30 in the afternoon uh, for a 7.30 show. Yeah. Central. So I'm, I'm gaining an hour. Yeah. So I, in my head, I'm like going to get there so early. So I'm, I direct myself to a fucking brewery that I know about in Birmingham. Oh, I'll grab shit. some I'll grab some beers to go. Maybe get a T-shirt if they got a cool T-shirt. And then I'll go over to the show and it'll be whatever. And I get to the brewery and it's like I need to be there. I basically get to the brewery 20 minutes before I need to be at the club. Oh, shit. And the club is 20 minutes away, I find out, once I get to the brewery. So I was like, guess I'm not going in. Drive straight to the fucking club. The uh, the parking lot is almost full when I get there. Yeah. And they want us there 30 minutes early. So I'm like, damn, they fucking packed this place out. At first, I thought maybe Stardome is like a bowling slash laser tag slash comedy room in the back or something. There's plenty of places yeah. like that. And Stardome, with a name like that, I was like, it could be. Maybe it's that. No, it's a, it's a fucking comedy club. I mean, it's huge. It yeah. probably seats like 400 people. It's Whoa. enormous. Um, I don't think it was quite sold out, but it was fucking pretty full. Damn. And and they get they get people in there early, like they, which is amazing. I've been to plenty Wednesday night shows at places that uh, people show up at showtime. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm used to. So I get there. I'm a very professional. You know, all the comics meet in one area. They take us down to like the big green room area behind the stage. Because like I said, it's basically a theater, dude. It's like, yeah, it's a whole thing. You don't like walk up the center aisle and get up on stage. It's like a whole it's a stage. It's uh, got curtains, Damn. all that shit. Um, and the crowd, the crowd makeup is probably 50 50 black and white. So I, yeah. I was like, OK, in my head, I was like, I'll lean into some like uh, racial stuff and be like, oh, I'm the fucking white guy in the lineup because I thought I might be the only white guy on the lineup. I, yeah. I didn't know. Maybe I would. Two other white guys who went up before I did. So I was like, well, I can't really. uh make a joke about being the white guy. I thought that might do something. So I was like, I'm just going to do my fucking act. And yeah, it went, I went up number three. It went fine. I didn't get any huge pops. I definitely, I mean, people, there were some people that were chatty after a couple minutes into my set. Like they don't, they don't give a fuck about what I'm doing or what I'm saying. You got to You got to come out with confidence, buddy. I thought I was, I thought I was confident, but I, uh, maybe I, maybe they wanted more than confidence. Maybe they wanted someone who's not a fucking white asshole talking about being a vegan or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, I definitely after a couple lines, this was just one table, probably just one person. But I I audibly heard someone just like groan. I was like, oh, boy, in my I, it didn't shake me on stage. Like I kept I plowed through it and I felt like at least I did that. Um, but uh, I had not gotten like audible groans at jokes that were not uh, intent. I've I've got jokes that like I know yeah, they're going to get groan. groans from jokes that that know, deserve right. it, that deserve it. It's understandable. Some of my lo- joke, but these are just like h- harmless, inoffensive jokes that got like, a, that like offended. just a dis- like a disgusted, like, God, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Damn. Um, so after my set, 
uh, one of the comics on the show who I have done one show with her here in Atlanta. Her name's uh, Sweet Baby Kita. Fucking killer. She's a fucking killer. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, and she she gave me some great advice. I don't know how I will utilize it to its fullest extent, but she was, ba- she was basically like, she's like, hey, I really love that vegan stuff that you had, but uh, you got to fucking, you got to sell it. Like you have to yeah, really dude. sell it. You were, you, she, she was like, you were, you were way too like slow and low key out there. Um, yeah. So you really, you really got to sell it. And I'm like, I mean, I, in general, I, that's true, but especially for a room like that, where that's what they want. They want, they want the fucking energy they want. And yeah. I just, I just don't always, it, it takes me being in a very specific mindset to get to the point where I can do that and deliver. Um, and so sometimes my slowness on stage is intentional and other times yeah. it's because my brain doesn't fucking work and I can't remember what line comes next, even though it's a bit I've been doing for years and I don't know how to make that better. But, um, so she had that, I really appreciated that feedback, like honest feedback of like, that's a funny bit, but you like, it didn't work because you didn't fucking, yeah, you didn't, you didn't make it, it work. Didn't see, if it doesn't seem like you believe it, if you don't think you, if you don't believe that it's funny or if it's coming across that you don't think this is funny, people won't, people were going to, people were going to agree with you. You know what I mean? And I don't think I, again, I haven't gone back and listened to the set because I've been a little bit like, ah, maybe I don't need to listen to it quite yet. Yeah. Um, Cause I got plenty of feedback after the set from, from a few folks um, that I'm like, eh, maybe I don't need to, but I didn't, I didn't go out there like on my heels or like yeah. that. I was, didn't believe in my bits, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it just didn't translate to the room. Um, and I didn't necessarily, I didn't realize how, again, I say it was a bomb. It didn't necessarily feel like a bomb. I just felt like a set that wasn't yeah. amazing because the comics, the two comics before me also didn't crush. Mm. Um, but then later on in the show, some, yeah. some, I mean, dude, Pops like I've never heard in a comedy room before. Nice. Like that was sh- like, like, sh- like, shri- like shrieking, like just like the whole room, it just like vibrates yeah. and like, like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And I'm like, God damn, I wish yeah. I could elicit that response from any room, especially this one. Um, How do I figure that out? I don't know. I've got a very specific vibe on stage and I just in, in my life really. And I uh, have a hard time breaking out of it. Well, here's the thing is just like, and I've heard this from other comics too that have talked about urban rooms. They're like, when you go into a white, like suburban crowd, like, you know, any kind of go bananas, anything kind of out in the suburbs. Yeah. Uh, in the strip mall, they'll, they'll, white people want to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, and black people are just like, you got to make me laugh first. Make me laugh, motherfucker. I paid all yeah. this money. Fuck no, you. Not even that. It's just, it's just, I don't even like how you look. You look stupid. You're white, so you're already suspect. No, you like, got you got to come out swinging for yeah, a, for yeah. a, for an urban crowd. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and, then, and then just own, own whatever you do on stage. Don't fucking whiff a waffle up there. Yeah, then, again, again, I don't think I was whiff a waffling. I think I just didn't have the right vibe, the right energy. Um, but so, okay, so here's here's what I really appreciated also before the show. And this was this was dem- this was like said via email and stuff, too. But like that the manager's watching. He's trying to book based off of the show. Um, yeah. So like that's awesome. A lot of clubs do not provide those kind of opportunities. So that was cool. He came yeah. down to the green room while everyone was meeting and kind of going over the lineup. And he kind of gave the rundown of like, don't get shook up there. Like, yeah, yeah, th- this this room is kind of weird. You might not be able to hear the laughs all the time. This was also why I kept some confidence too up there because he's like, the room is weird. You might not hear the laughs and then you'll listen, you'll watch the tape back later and realize that you were getting laughs and stuff that you thought weren't getting laughs. Yeah. Um, 
but he was very cool. He's, he's like that. Like it was, it was very nice to see that, especially coming up through a club where uh, just withholding is kind of the standard when it comes to the fucking management. Um, so that was, so it was a great, it was a great experience in that regard. And after the show, he happened to come downstairs when I was about to go up back upstairs. I was also standing with another white comic. Um, <laughs> his comments are basically like, he's like, ah, he's like, you know, maybe, maybe next time guys. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we'll be, he's like, we'll be in touch. But from that, just from that interaction, I was like, yeah, we're not, I'm not going to get booked from this and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, uh, I did a show on this past Thursday at Liberty yeah. Funny Bone. Yeah. How'd that go? Fine. I went a little over hack. Yep. Uh, but they were cool. I, I, I like apologize. To, I apologize to like everyone I saw. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I went over and, and they were all like, it's fine. We didn't notice. Yeah, no one. No one did. Yeah. So uh, Chris Harvey, that's the guy that was the headliner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is he from Atlanta? He is from he. I think he currently lives in Atlanta. OK, because he was he was on Limerick Junction, which is like the lightning round show. Yeah. Um, In Atlanta, like late night, two minute sets. He was on two weeks ago. And then I saw he was on that show. I was like, oh, shit. So he's like a real he's like a real guy. I didn't know who he was. I just like saw yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, no, he's a real guy. He's he exists. <laughs> he, yes, he, he was not a he was not a figment of my imagination. He was really on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, no, he was great. It was it was a good lineup. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I did fine, I guess. What? You know. What was the context for that show? Was it just a showcase where they? It was a like, showcase with that with Chris Harvey headlining his first headlining uh, time at the Funny Bone nice. uh, in Liberty because he said that he's from Akron and has done stuff at the Funny Stop. That's his like home club, but the Liberty Funny Bone was the first club that gave him his first host feature and now headlining set. Holy shit! So he went from host to feature to headliner in like three years. Wow, impressive. Yeah. What's what, what what can happen if, if people want to work you regularly? Yeah, that is yeah. very that is very true. I, I never got in. I never got in there. Not that I really tried that hard. No, but I just mean like if you get past that, if you get past at the Funny Bones in Ohio, you can do Toledo. I mean, Dayton's not up and running anymore, but it's going to come back. Hmm. The Liberty, Toledo, Columbus. Uh, yeah, it's amazing what uh, being given opportunities will do for you. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? When people when people believe in you and want to want to see you work, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. So I've been so that was that was like the first that was the first big show of the week. I got like I said, I got booked on that like a month ago. So I was excited for that, and then a show that I did on Thursday. But after we recorded, like two days after we recorded last, I got an email from the guy that uh, books the 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 Laughing Skull, who is also a comedian. Um, and he offered me these two uh, these two days, Thursday the 29th and uh, tonight the first of August. Oh hell yeah! So my first ever uh, book spots at the at the Laughing Skull Dude. in Atlanta. So sometimes the dominoes fall right when you need them to, man. Hell yeah! And I Dude, did, I up. did, I did need that news, man. Like for real, it's um because uh, you gonna cry. <laughs> Yeah. No, but some sometimes these fuck like sometimes these nights out at these open mics are just like emotionally it, depleting. Being in a All place right. where a lot of people don't know who the fuck you are, and even when you're at a place that people know who you are, and then they don't put you on the fucking mic that you showed up early for until midnight, you're like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> like, yeah. And then the fact that it's midnight, I I like do worse because I'm just like not there mentally anymore because I need to yeah, fucking yeah. be in bed because I've been working all day. Yeah. Um, 
So, so to be given these opportunities has been uh, put a real pep in my step. Good. And of course, I'm uh, wasting them. No, of course you are. Uh, but so thir- on Thursday, I was already booked on something. This was a so this was a whole thing. So I was booked on this awesome outdoor show this past yeah. Thursday, a place called The Camp. Um, okay. Real, real cool vibe. Um, been going to hang out at that show. So he threw me up, which was very nice of him. Um, gave me a spot on this month's show. So I had that on the books. And then the guy, the laughing skull hits me up. It's like, hey, 29th, we got a spot open if you're available. And I was like, I'm on this oh. other show at the exact same time. Can I get a can I get a late spot so I can bounce over? He's like, yeah, I'll put a note so that they know to put you late on the list for the show. Um, and I communicate that with the guy who put me on the outdoor show too. And, uh, he sent, he sent the list on like Tuesday for the outdoor show and he had me up late and I'm in my mind and in my mind, I'm like, all right, so what's going to be, what's gonna be a bigger pain in the ass to message the laughing skull guy and say, Hey, can I go up early? Or is it just going to be easier to say, Hey, can I go up early on this? Like, so I got up. So I'm first on that list after the first on what? On the outdoor show. So I got that yeah, squared away. Good, good, good. Got that fixed because I had mentioned it to him, but people are running so many shows. Yeah, they got dude, their own they shit going on. Remember. Just, just I, mess with them again. Yeah, exactly. That's 100%. That if was, they that can't, was, if they can't, then they explain to you that way. And then you just have to learn how to deal. Yeah. And I even gave that out because honestly, that sh- that outdoor show, the lineup was fucking stacked. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I was like, maybe they have other shows they have to get to. So if that's the case, I even said that to him. I was like, if they have to get somewhere, I'll just fix it with the with the laughing skull because I was l- booked on this first. I don't want to give you a pain in, like a fucking hard time. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But so it was all good. Went up first. Had a fucking great set. Felt really fucking good yeah. about it, especially after the night before in Birmingham. Um, doing mostly the same bits. You know, that always helps to do the same bits that just bombed and have them go well. Um, so that went great. I bounced right after my set, uh, which sucked because like Andy Sanford was on the show, Katie Hughes oh, was on the shit. show. Uh, just like, I mean, two of the best comics in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Of course, I've seen them both around town plenty, but like I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I was so excited for that show because it's such a good vibe. And also, for, John, here's the kind of here's the kind of uh, sacrifices I'm making for comedy. We got a free wristband for free Scofflaw beer at the brewery, right? On the like, it's part of like a, a new shopping complex, basically. Okay. An old warehouse building and one of, you know, free, free. I could have drank free all night, but uh, I had to go. I had to go be wow. on another show. That's the kind of sacrifice I'm making, John. You're, you're two... you are. What do they call? What do you call like a hero? But like <laughs> a perfect, like a like a dream hero, like a Superman, like a superhuman. Superhuman? Yes, you are yeah. superhuman. Thank you. I'm you're Avenger. like one of those comic book characters. I mean, they should make a comic book around you. They call it the Pussy Ass Man. Pussy Ass Man. I like that. Pussy Ass Man. I don't like either. I don't like any of those three things, but I'll, I could be all three. Yeah. I don't like pussy. I don't like ass. I don't like man. No, man. No one does, comrade. So I get off stage yeah. um, at the outdoor show, and I've got, I've got a message from a guy that I've met a few times. I guess he was running the show at the Skull. He's like, hey, are you, are you coming to the Skull? You're on the list. It's like eight. It's like eight fifteen, eight twenty. By the time I got off yeah. stage, the shows both started at eight, and I was like, oh fuck! And I had another message from the guy that books the shows. He's like, hey, I've got you on at the Skull tonight. What's your ETA? And these messages were both from like fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> like, oh shit! And I was like, God damn! Like, again, again, no blame to anybody. Like, there's yeah. there's so much going on booking the club and being a fucking comedian and booking other shows around town. Yeah, like, dude. I get it. He forgot to make the little note when. Cause, cause we had squared it all away. So I knew that I hadn't done anything wrong, but I'm still freaking out. Cause I'm like, this is my yeah, first time 
booked at the club. Everybody wants to go up here. Any slight misstep could fuck me, you know? Yeah, no shit. Um, fortunately, I think the fact that, that I've been doing comedy for fucking 11 years now kept me mm -hmm. calm. And I'm like, I know I, I know I did all the right things. If I don't get to be on the show, there'll be other opportunities. It'll be okay. But I'm, I was freaking out a little bit because yeah, I'm course. like, I'm like, I just don't want to lose the opportunity, even though I communicated it. I knew I communicated it, but like, still, who knows? Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? Um, so I get in my car. I'm kind of rushing over there, but it, I, I got there. It ended up being totally fine. They just shifted around the list. But yeah, but by the time I got there, I was supposed to have gone up already, according to the Gosh, list that yeah. was created. But I'm like, even if you communicate everything right, shit might go weird. So um, yeah, stay, stay flexible. Don't freak out because none of it matters that much. Yeah. Um, and also don't don't uh, don't start getting defensive and like, oh, people don't fucking respect me. They don't read my message. Because <laughs> it could have easily like I, I feel like I've seen many. I've seen plenty of situations of there being miscommunications and the person who ends up on the shitty end of it just gets yeah. all fucking upset. And it's like, hey nobody's perfect running shows sucks even if it's good like it's just yeah. it's a lot of fucking work and you don't matter that much so like appreciate the, appreciate the opportunity and uh just keep your head down and be cool uh but i got there i went you know i got to hang out for probably 20 30 minutes and i went up second to last which ended up being all right um you know feature feature spot eight yeah. hot minutes you on the check drop Did you get the check drop i don't think they do a check drop Oh, because okay. the room. So it's the back room of a of a burger place, the uh -huh. Laughing Skull, and they've got they've got a bar in the room. And I'm I'm 90 percent sure that people just have to get up and buy drinks from the bar. Oh, like okay. it's a it's a very small room. OK, um, so I don't think there's a check drop. Let me um, ask you this, Mr. Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff coming through. Here you go. Are you going to apply to Red Clay or have you applied to Red Clay? I'm going to. They extended the thing. I saw that. Um. Like August thirteenth, something like that, because it was to, it was today, and I was going to submit, and then I was like, I want to figure out which clip I want to send. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I might send a video from that show that I just did on Thursday from the works outside. Well, so I want to I want to check that out and see how that went, because that's like my most recent set. Just send the most recent thing, you know? Why not? Yeah. Um. So yes, hopefully, hopefully I can do that. We'll see. That would be I awesome. Don't know. But uh, it's at least cool that there's festivals going on in this town that I can go be around and yeah, help out with if if they need help because uh, there's definitely always plenty of ways to get in on that shit and it it's, it yeah, doesn't dude. always have to do with being the being a killer comic. Sometimes it yeah. helps to be able to help, you know. Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of young comics need to need to learn. It's like you don't just have to be at every open mic. You could also like try to help. At yeah, shit. you don't have to always be the funny guy. Because that's I mean. It, it certainly helps that I took that class. So I got in with some people that are like established in the scene. Yeah. Um, it helps that Sally Brooks has vouched for me at least a few times. Yeah. I'm, pretty sure, she, I'm pretty sure she vouched me for the guy for that outdoor show that I just did on Thursday. Cause I, I had met him elsewhere and we had talked about Sally cause I said that I was from Cincinnati. Um, yeah. And then I came out to that show a couple of times. And after the second time, he's like, we'll get you on one of these. We'll get you on one of these soon. Um, and nice. he messaged me like later that week. Um, but oh. I, I've seen that he, he also did shows with Sally. So I'm sure at some point they talked about that. But like he had literally never seen me perform. He doesn't know that yeah. I'm going up at open mics. He just knows that I'm like a guy and he put yeah. me on the show. So like it's not just it's not just about grinding it out at fucking open mics with a bunch of yeah. other people. You need to do those things especially if you're new, especially if uh, I've I despite me complaining, you know, 10 minutes ago about 
not getting to go up until midnight. Like it's all been, uh, it's all been good for me. I think in the long yeah, run, dude, as much, as much doing, as it sucks sometimes. Yeah. But you're, you're doing so. I think, I mean, from what you've told me, maybe, maybe you're completely biased, but I think you're biased in the wrong areas. But from what I can, I mean, you're kicking ass, dude. You're doing everything right down there. You're not, you're not sitting down with the fucking headliners or the big, gatekeepers of the sea like unasked and just being like yo what's up with you guys how you how you like being down here in atlanta i'm a comic too you know like like you're not yeah. forcing yourself that's the one thing i've learned out of life in general the only the only lesson i can apply to life is if you're trying to force it don't it's you're probably gonna break something yeah <laughs> yeah for any for anything really for anything uh, i'm talking about i'm talking about trying to get a trying to get a, something out of a drawer and the drawer is stuck. If you force it, you're going to break something. Whether it's on you or on the drawer. Yeah. Especially if it's from Ikea. Yeah. Just don't force things. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that tactic does work for some people as much as infuriating as annoying as that can be. Um, but it's yeah. just, that's just also just not my vibe. Like, yeah, I gotta, mine either. I gotta be me like, uh, like, uh, Frank Sinatra says, Dean I Martin. Did it my way. No, there's just other. I gotta be me. That's a song. I think it's Frank Sinatra. Okay. Doesn't matter. Some white man. Okay. Some white man who was probably racist. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been the week so far. I also, uh, I got, I, I did a show Friday night, which the whole concept is two comics go up on stage and riff together. Yeah. Which you and I've done, John. That's me and you. Uh, yeah, that ended horribly. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, the guy that run the guy that runs it had initially asked me to co-host it with him, and then he was like, "Hey, do you just want to do a set?" And I was like, "Okay." Um, oh, okay. And that went okay. It went fine. I tried riffing a little bit with people. It didn't go great, but uh, it was fun, yeah. and it was it was probably the loosest I've felt on stage since I've been down in Atlanta. So that was nice, yeah. especially after a week of feeling like I kind of had to be a little rigid, not yeah, yeah. rigid, but like I want to, you know, keep it. Yeah, structured and dialed in, and like try to try to do it. So it was uh, it was nice to kind of end the week that way, and I. Took last night off because I fucking needed it. It's been uh, a lot of late nights, a lot of uh, my, my my sleep schedule is so fucked, dude. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, Monday, I uh, wasn't feeling well, so I didn't go out. Pussy. Yep. I'm just trying to protect the ones I love. Just trying like, not to spread the Delta variant. Coward. Yeah, but I, but I mean, but I also went out to that music fest on Sunday, so I was like, I should probably just. And I'm not feel, if I'm not feeling well after that, maybe we should just. But then I felt fine on Tuesday, so I uh, recorded a uh, podcast with the Bastard Sermon people. What the fuck? Yeah, I did. I, wow, I, dude. I, hey, did you th- do you think I not? I didn't give you a shout out on there. Did you not think that I didn't plug this show? I don't. I don't care if you plugged it. The fact that you did it is a disgrace. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> uh, did that, then swung by Proof for their open mic. I got, I was like the last, I was thinking last or second last or something like that. Mm. It was like 20, I was like 26. And so I think I was last. Nice. Wednesday. What did I do Wednesday? Oh, I uh, had a had a chameleon show that, w- that I was throwing last minute. Curveball. Yeah, I got, I got on went on Sunday, I got the notification that uh, I that there was an opening for that Wednesday, and if I wanted to do it, so I was like, "All right." So then, on like I think Monday, I started thinking about like who I want on the list, and then Tuesday, I messaged a bunch of people because I was just like, "I'm sure not everyone's going to be able to do it, but I need to get." So I just messaged like I messaged like 13, 14 people in a Facebook group, 
Uh-huh. And then amazingly, like 12 of them could do it. So I was like, fuck it. Let's let's just make it have a night of John Holmes and too many friends. So it was just me and 12 people, 12 nice. other comics. I did 10 up front, hosted everything, then 10 on the back end, 10 to close it. And then that was the show. Fuck yeah. And then Thursday did the Liberty Funny Bone and then uh, swung back around to my open mic at Chameleon being guest host by Connor Lochran. And he he had a, he did a great job. It was great. Nice. So no, no one even misses me at my open mic. That's that's nice to see. You know, thank God. Well, of course, thank they didn't. They Lord didn't. Mohan. Of course, they didn't miss you. You're the fucking fascist. Hey, fascist from uh, fucking Finley Market. And. I'm going to punch my computer screen again. You you call me the Alfro hands, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't care if you're joking. <laughs> I, did I tell you this story about, about people complaining the time, about the time that when uh, I was I was at a I was at the grotto doing a show and I just talked about being a communist for like for like my 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I did like one or two other jokes, but it was most the majority of it, like the eight of the 10 minutes was just all about me being a communist. Okay. And then I get off stage and another comic who had, who is who had just seen me, who had who was like up before me, comes over and he goes, How Hitler? And I'm like, What the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you that? I think you did, yeah. Well, yeah. you must have. I didn't I didn't just uh, have deja vu. Yes, you've told me that. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if I told you this on this pod, but I was I was ready, I was ready just to punch him. I was like, I was I was so offended. And then he goes, and he's just like, wait, what? which was the Russian guy? And I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, dude. You don't know the difference. Oh, I don't have time to explain theory to you. Fucking Americans, man. And fascists are the opposite. That's right. That's damn right. That fucking pissed me off. <laughs> but that's also just indicative of uh, the American uh, educational yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. there's 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 all there's all of this screeching about uh, critical race theory. It's like, oh, you mean the way that things actually happened? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't want to start. T- we don't want to start teaching actual history in this country. We're going to continue yeah. to not do that because the gonna, woke mob. We're going to continue to read out of a book that hasn't been updated since 1962. <laughs> the same year that all of those uh, Confederate monuments were erected. God bless the South. The history of which we must protect. Yeah, we got to protect this history of which we don't know half of it. The statues that were erected before Martin Luther King was murdered, but yeah, but after he was famous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing sus there. <laughs> no, nothing at all. They just all of a sudden decided that uh, their history is worth uh, ma- ma- memorial- memorializing, monumentalizing. They I mean, did put- everything. They did pull that down that statue in uh, Charlottesville, though, a couple weeks ago. The one the oh, one that did? set off the entire, you know, thing three summers ago, four summers ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finally got pulled down. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I mean, does it mean anything? Ultimately, no. Yes. But, you know, it's I mean, it's it's the, the small it's the small non victories that representation that matters, buddy. And if I if I want to I want to see representation of kicking fucking racist ass. Hell yeah. And not only does representation matter, John, it's the only thing that matters. And if you demand anything more than that, you're helping the Republicans. You, you are definitely. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this. What about this? I used to get mad at like liberals for being fake liberals, you know, mm-hmm. fake like leftists. Kind of, yeah. No, just more liberals. OK. Uh, the kind of people who were like 
you know, they're like, they're like, yeah, we should accept everybody. But they hear someone with a southern accent and they're like, oh, you're a piece of dumb shit, aren't you? Just say his like, name, Chris Weir. Yeah, Chris Weir. <laughs> Those kind of liberals. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, just any just just fake liberals. Just they, they think they're like it's mostly dude. All right. I, also, because I've bombed. I've had bad sets at the Comet before, too. Yeah, uh, mostly it's because it's and it's all right. I don't want to I don't want to come off sounding too pretentious, but it's usually the audience when I bomb there. It's usually the audience anytime I bomb. Every yeah, time it's every the time audience. I bomb, it's the audience's fault. I've never I crush coal into diamonds every time. I am golden. Yeah, no, I find I find that uh, North Side audiences can be um, too woke for their own good, and not no. woke in like the real way, like woke like uh, just nothing is funny type deal. No, you know? it's the it's the old white liberals that are just like. That are just like that, like the the love Joe Biden liberals, you know, those uh -huh. kind of people that don't want to hear anything about anything more like they don't even want universal health care. Like yeah. those kind of fake liberals, liberals that aren't actually uh, the liberals that are not class conscious, basically. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That are still it's, it's us versus them. Like, yeah, dude. Anybody that anybody that voted for Trump is just a dumb inbred moron. Um, let's completely ignore the fact that so, uh, that a huge chunk of people who voted for Obama twice turned around and voted for Trump. But no, yeah. actually, they're just they're just racist. The only people who support Trump are racist. Yep. There's no more thinking that has to be done other than they are racist. They're um, dumb idiots and racist. Like, is that is that a significant demographic? Certainly. Of course it yeah. is. Of course it is. That's a lot of Republicans in general, a lot of Republican voters in general. But to just uh, to pretend like that's the only thing. Yeah, is, is just as dumb as pretending that like Kamala Harris being vice president means that, you know, we succeeded in feminism and uh, race <laughs> equality or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so I mean, I'm not you're not wrong about the Republicans. I mean, they're like, but there's also but like we need to stop pretending like there isn't a sect. So like the real thing about the Republicans that piss me off is because people when people think that they're all dumb hicks. It's like, do you not know they're also like billionaires and millionaires and like so rich that they, that they want that they want to keep control of the power that they've created and held on to? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, there, there are those Republicans and a pretty big chunk of the uh, storm, the Capitol people. I mean, they they're they're on PTO, you know, like they're they doing do. all right. They're doing fine. They're the upper middle yeah. class. But let's not pretend that there isn't a giant section of liberals, of the liberal politicians who are just and not even politicians, just liberals who just want to be like who want to pretend that they're that they're that they that they want to help people. But really, they just want to hold on to their power and money that they've made. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody that's in charge of like ad campaigns. <laughs> like, yeah. There's like I saw an HP commercial, the computers. Um, yeah. Has HP done anything specific that I know about that's that's bad? No, but I mean, they're a corporation and they make computers. So I'm sure yeah. there's some shady shit. The fact that they're a corporation at all. But the whole commercial was like about it was showing like that huge island in the middle of the Pacific of plastic. Oh, yeah. Like, and like cleaning up the plastic. And then it like I was like, what is this a commercial for? And then it cuts to an HP laptop opening. It's like, oh, we're helping clean it up and we're making our laptops out of it. It's like, no, you're not good for you, HP. You're 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 grabbing. You're grabbing one plastic bottle out of the trash can and, and like <laughs> and then being like, I'm helping recycle. 
Yeah. But you're not washing it out, so it's still contaminated. So it's still not going to get recycled. Yeah. Or like or like Nike partnering with uh, Colin Kaepernick five years too late to be like, we're woke now. It's like you're still. Yeah. You know, you know, labor, right? you have a job. Well, we're going to make you have a job for three months. But yes, it's um, and that's that's I mean, once once you become aware of, I think, class politics, you you realize yeah. that you realize that, I mean, the the ah shit, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like the the common denominator. Yeah. Is capitalism like, is, is well. Yeah. It's not it's over. Yeah. Those who have versus those who have not. Yes, 100%. And um, it, it makes a lot of the political arguments and like the, the story of the day, like just insufferable because you're like, this, this doesn't matter. This no. is specifically blowing up right now because they want us fighting amongst each other instead of organizing to, uh, you know, demand yeah, the bare for, minimum. Yeah, demand fairness and e an equal opportunity in wages. Yeah, because the reality is that the uh, quote unquote radical Bernie Sanders and uh, Elon Omar. Yeah, they're not they're 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 demanding the bare minimum and they're kind of barely demanding it. So yeah. like and we've been they've been pushed aside to make fun of so much that no one's taking them. Well, at least Bernie Sanders to a certain extent. Yeah, um, I mean, but, he's been oh, he's been he's been ridiculed by the right and left his entire political career. Yes. Yes. I guess I'm thinking more recently because I mean, he is, you know, when, when polls, when polls happen, he's the most popular. Well, no shit. Politician ever. He's actually like the American people agree with. Right. The majority right. Of the American people want what he's saying. You're talking about the political establishment and the media class and all yes. of this. That they, yes. yes. I'm they, talking about yeah. CNN and Fox news making fun of Bernie Sanders. The fact that he's been able to uh, stick to the message and like his message know, right? is the same now as it was 30 years ago. So that just that resilience alone, as, as much frustration as I and many other people have with, you know, the way that he conducted his uh, his campaigns. Yeah. Um, and kind of just gave up because the Democratic Party is a dead end party. Um, still got to give him got to give him credit for being able to stick to the message and like never sell out after all this time. He could have easily done that. And I mean, we're seeing that with some of the members of the quote unquote squad who I wouldn't say they've sold out yet. But like you see how strong that pressure is to uh, capitulate and to just do whatever Mama Bear's Mama Bear Pelosi says, um, even though you are a Marxist <laughs> at your core, uh, it's very easy to be like, well, I have health care now. Um, and I'll yeah, have a yeah. pension and I'll have a lifelong pension if I stay in Congress for five years. So, you know, Jeez, maybe if I just you know, five maybe, years, you get a lifelong pension. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if I just tow the line for long enough um, and then I'll change it from the inside after I've been, you know. OK, so this is what I'm learning now this is what I've just learned from you is that the government is the most socialized thing of all, because that's that we all need to get government jobs because that appears to be the only job left with pensions yeah and for and like yeah every other job they're just like you're gonna work till you die and then we don't give a shit if you don't save if you don't save it yourself and if you if don't you have uh, health care sorry pull yourself up out of poverty that's your fault you were born to be poor and that's not that's god's decision that's mm -hmm. god that's i can't change god's will i'm sorry anyway stick with 750 an hour <laughs> 
And I do find it um, it's it's hard to just it's hard to even complain about Republicans and to a certain extent, some Democrats, because it just feels so well trod at this point when they're being hypocritical, because that's literally their entire job is to be hypocritical. But I mean, really, that is the ultimate hypocrisy. The ultimate irony is that the people with the best socialized health care are the people who are on television every day. Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio talking about how we need private more privatization in yeah, dude. Every, every sector it's like okay if you really believe that then actively turn yeah. down your health insurance and and pay out of pocket for blue cross blue shield you piece of shit otherwise admit that your health care is awesome and that everybody would benefit from having the exact same health care because that's what no, medicare no, for no, all no. is everyone for everybody to have that's yeah that's communism buddy watch out that's communism. That might be something that Jesus Christ might advocate for. And we don't really yeah, understand that. That's, that's too Christian for these Christians. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, yeah. Precisely. Is that your fanny pack or is that your purse? Fanny pack. Is there a difference? Is there a difference? Not really. There's no difference. There's I, no difference whatsoever. Uh, anyway, while you're looking up shit on your phone, I'm just going to close this conversation right now and say, I used to think it was the, that liberal, the, I used to hate those fake liberals, but now I just realized those are just liberals. Yes. They're just, they're just, they're just, they just don't give a shit. They're, it's not that they're fake liberals. They're just liberals and all liberals are fake. And the only and and the thing that really they care about is like the identity politics stuff, um, pretending to be in favor of equality when when in reality you're never going to have equality without economic equality. There it is. They want equality and gestures only. Like I'm not saying like these people are homophobic, like but it's like they're 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 they all they're the kind of li- people that are like we believe gays should be married, but we just don't want them in, living in our neighborhood. <laughs> A little bit yeah. of that, a little bit of, I mean, this is a, yeah. this is a well-worn trope on Twitter now, but it's like, you know, Republic is just like Republicans. You don't get to have health care. Democrats, you don't get to have health care. Hashtag BLM, hashtag, you know, pride, hashtag fucking me too, whatever. They don't, want, they don't actually want to give us power. They just want to sign that, that, I mean, that's ultimately what a liberal is. Someone who, who provides the illusion yeah. of social change without mm-hmm. without making any structural change without do, without actually doing anything to perpetuate literally painting black lives matter on the street outside of city hall while increasing police funding like you know giving give making juneteenth a national holiday instead instead of doing actual reform on the american police state oh i'm trying to remember that malcolm x quote but it's like it's just like be be wary of of like empty gestures and and of significance without actually without anything to actually back the change about them or some I can't remember the exact words but that's that's the gist is just like right. just like the is like they will give you all these they will do all the empty gestures you want but when it comes to actually doing anything about it they're they're not gonna they're not still not gonna change it. Right. Because yeah. why would they? They're in power. They have the power. Why would they? Why would they? Why? John, I've said this. Be, I said this before. First, you get the money. Then you get the power. Then you get the vaginas. Everyone wants vaginas. Well, some people do. Well, I think everyone. I mean, I'm using the term vaginas as a metaphor. Oh. So, your own vaginas. 
Okay, I see. I see. First, you get the money, then you get the power, then you can get the uh, Aston Martins. I, it doesn't matter. It's it's the MacGuffin. Anyway, what 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 do you what have you got? So this 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 kind of I'm going to I'm going to divert slightly and then yeah, go dude, back, I, basically I, go back into what we were talking about, though. Um, so right now, actually, I don't know if it's right now. She might have gone home at this point. But um, so Corey Bush, the representative in uh, the district in Missouri. Yeah, Black yeah. Lives, back, Black Lives Matter activist. She just got elected back. Yeah, in November. I remember. Yeah. Um, Ferguson, Missouri. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah, she's based yeah. out of she's from Ferguson, I believe um, she organized in Ferguson. She was brutalized yeah, by yeah. the police in Ferguson during yeah, all of that yeah. shit. Uh, now she's a representative in Congress and What's up, girl? great. So, you know, Congress goes on vacation pretty frequently. Uh, they just they just went on vacation again uh, without extending the eviction moratorium that's been in place since I think March of last year, Wow, uh, which puts tens of millions of people at risk of losing their housing yeah, dude. as COVID spikes again. Hell yeah. Hey, I know we got the, the world's coming back to an end. But uh, I got I got I I got a trip to Cancun that I gotta catch. <laughs> gotta it's go on vacation. Summer. I gotta get up to Canada and Alaska. <laughs> Take a river cruise. Ted River Cruise. Ted uh, River Cruise. So Corey Bush organized this thing. All right. So first of all, some some of the some people on the left have been critical of her, saying, "Why didn't you do stuff before this?" But I don't know what she's been doing in the halls of Congress. I would like to I the the optimist in me likes to think that she has been trying to agitate inside the halls of Congress and got nowhere because that's where you get within the Democratic Party. But that's that's beside the point. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. She's probably. All right. So she's been she she start starting Thursday night. Um, she's been camping out on the steps of the Capitol, um, calling out. OK, so this is her tweet from July 30th. Many of my Democratic colleagues chose to go on vacation early rather than staying to vote to keep people in their homes. I'll be sleeping outside the Capitol tonight. We've still got work to do. Um, and that pretty much, I mean, that devolved into yeah. several, I mean, several nights. She might still be out there, but more and more people are coming out to stand with her and calling on the Democrats. I, I appreciate that she is specifically calling out the Democrats. Yeah. She is a Democrat. In, yeah. in the party, at least. No, that's good. That's um, what needs to happen. We need to start talking to our own. I mean, the Republicans are always going to be Republicans. We we need to be focused on this shit and actually getting shit done with our side. We have both seats plus the presidency. We should be getting a lot more. Sh I mean, not both seats, both how both when we have Congress and the presidency. We have all of the branches that. Well, any, we don't know any. Any Democrat that pretends like there are things in their way for us for stuff to be getting gotten done is li is lying. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. A yes. It's a slim majority in the Senate. Yes. It's a fairly slim majority in the House as well. But the president has power to do a lot of shit. The Speaker of the House has the power. To they have a lot of power to do shit that they could have done. And they are actively refusing to do under the guise of bipartisanship with a party whose specific stated out loud goal is to obstruct. Yeah, no shit. The exact party that tried to have a resurrection against the United States on January 6th. Are you shitting me? The people still perpetuate this shit. There are members of Cong Congress who are still saying that Trump is going to take power. Uh, oh, he was supposed to take power today. <laughs> 
Yeah. And like, I mean, what what is a party that lies to you about that? The Democratic Party. They are lying about that, saying that we can't get stuff done because we're trying to be bipartisan. It's like, then what then what is then, then what is your job? What is your job if you're saying you want to be bipartisan with a party that said that they are not going to do bipartisanship? Yeah. Why it's their why, stated goal that they're not gonna do it. No shit. Why are you still reaching across the aisle? There's no aisle to reach across. Um, so this yeah. was another so but but again, she's like specifically calling out the Democrats. She's tweeted this the next day. I'm calling on POTUS to extend the eviction moratorium. I'm calling on Speaker Pelosi to reconvene the House for a vote. I'm calling on Senator Schumer to extend the eviction moratorium in the Senate. We control the House, Senate and White House. We must keep people housed. And uh, Cori Bush was homeless at one point. She was living in her car with her children like she knows what being homeless is like. I think if you want to be in the House of Representatives, maybe that should be a prerequisite, honestly, to have had uh, to have been homeless uh, at some point. I mean, that would qualify me. There you go. That would qualify you, me. But you'd also, be better than she, Steve Chabot, which is what I call him. But th- but that would also I think I think more I think a little less than that. But in the same vein, I think everybody who has to go to Congress has to have worked a customer service job. Oh, yeah. And like recently, not not back in the 60s. Yeah. Like a retail job where the customer is screaming at your fucking face because you ruined their kids Christmas because you didn't have the toy they wanted because <laughs> they because they came on December 23rd. Yes. Uh, so but to get back to this story about the eviction moratorium, this is this is something that's a thousand one million percent in the hands of the Democrats to get done. They didn't get it done. Cory Bush is calling them out. People Good. like Elizabeth Warren is showing up. People like Elon Omar, Ayanna Presley. AOC, good. they're all showing up, which is good, which is really good. Yeah. And I mean, it's very easy to point your finger at Nancy Pelosi because she's a hundred millionaire and she's yeah, been coming out saying some, some heinous shit the past couple of weeks. Um, oh, what, what she been saying? Well, I'll get to that in a second. But okay. so like Cori Bush is calling her out and it's not, you know, she it's it's hard. It's hard to really deflect. But she tweeted this uh, 16 hours ago. Ensuring every uh, this is probably from fucking vacation. Uh, ensuring every American has a roof overhead is a value that unites the Democratic Party. This is Nancy Pelosi. That's why I led a relentless campaign to extend the CDC eviction moratorium. In an act of pure cruelty, Republicans blocked this measure, leaving children and families out on the streets. She could have done it in a way where the Republicans couldn't have possibly blocked it. She she refuses she refuses to fucking cop to the fact that this is her fault. That her lack of action and lack of strategy, lack of leadership or or honestly, her ability to do the job that she was hired to do by Wall Street, which is to do this. This is her job to pretend like she's doing something. She's doing her exact job, which is to pretend to make have change and make things happen. But she knows if that happens, oh, she's going to dip, get a dip in her income. That's right. Because I don't know. Wall Street's going to do something. Sure. I don't know, but she's going to see less money if she actually helps people out. So why would she do that? You know what I'm saying? A thousand percent. Hey, man, money, money is the most important thing in the world. I mean, some people might say love, especially if you're the hundred millionaire that represents the Silicon Valley. Yeah, dude. Uh, And some people might say it's children. Gross. What's some other things people say is is the greatest thing in the world, but it's just money it's all about that money um so i i mentioned something heinous that she said 
yeah, yeah. recently. She says a lot of heinous shit. People don't hear about it often because they don't cover it on the news outlets that need to cover it. Um, they'll just cover it. They'll maybe cover it on Fox News, but they can just write that off as conspiracy theories or like, you know, uh, hate, hate speech or attack or whatever. So Nancy, so, you know, Joe Biden said he was going to cancel a certain amount of student debt. He still hasn't canceled any of it. He could cancel all of it with a stroke of a pen. He could do that. He could do it right now. He could do it right now. He's not doing it. He won't do it. He doesn't want to do it. No. Because he's a bitch of Wall Street and has been his yeah. entire career. He was he was known when he was a senator as the senator from MBNA because he represents credit card companies and banks. That's who he does his bidding for. Um, now I think he doesn't do the bidding for anybody because his fucking brain doesn't work and he's being carted around weekend at Bernie style. I'm not certain that he's even alive. Um, I'm pretty sure all the videos of him are deep fakes. I can't prove that, but neither can you can't prove that it's not. <laughs> so, okay. So that's the context. He won't, he won't cancel student loans. He absolutely can. He a thousand percent can Nancy Pelosi. There's a video here, but I'm not going to play it. Pelosi Indeed. says Biden does not have the power to cancel student loan debt as some Democrats led by Senator Schumer are urging him to do. So actually Chuck Schumer is urging him to do it too, which is surprising, wow. but good. Um, and she said, this is the quote. She says that has to be an act of Congress. Pelosi was also Pelosi also questioned the policy wisdom of canceling student loan debt in general. Oh, fuck you. Here's a quote from the Marxist Nancy Pelosi, the far left radical extremist Nancy Pelosi. Suppose your child just decided that they at this time do not want to go to college, but you're paying taxes to forgive somebody else's obligations. You may not be happy about that. Shut up. Shut up. Keep going. But shut up. That's the quote. That's the whole thing. Do you want me to play the video? No, I'm, I'm already I'm already just I just hate her so much. Like like when that's the exact same shit that like. All right. Remember when what was Marjorie Green Taylor was like, I was on health care and, and I now I need to make sure that no one gets it or, you know, that thing. You see that tweet? No, but I know what you're talking oh, you about. That whole that con tweet? The whole context of people who have taken advantage of social programs and now that they don't need them anymore, they don't support them, even though it helped them get out of a tough situation. Yeah, you know who Marjorie Green Taylor is. Yes. Or Marjorie Taylor Green. I don't yeah. know. Her. Taylor Green. It doesn't matter. She believes in the Jewish space laser. She is a space lizard. No, she said that the Jews have a space laser and that's what oh. is global warming. I mean, prove to me that the Jews don't control the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like she's just a troll, but that doesn't make it better because the people that support her don't think that. She's a direct outcome of the Trump presidency. Uh, yes, absolutely. And that's gross enough for me to fucking hate her. But I mean, that's that 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 thing that Nancy Pelosi said, basically like, well, what if you're paying taxes for something you no, don't know? That's use? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that, but it's like, hey, I don't want to pay for the military anymore. Hey, but nobody, nobody seems to do, to be like supporting my my right to not have my taxes go to the fucking military industrial complex. I'm tired of blowing up brown children in the Middle East so I can keep oil under three dollars a gallon. Can I take that out of my IRS statements? And it's not under three dollars a gallon, John. So too bad. Yeah, I know. That's why we're bombing more right now. John, imagine how much more it would cost if we decreased the Pentagon budget. Okay. What? John, that is communist talk. You fucking communist. Dude, I, <laughs> I want I want a smaller government program that makes me a communist. Excuse me, John. Uh I want a bigger, bigger government, but I want it in charge of things like who can give birth. 
That's right. <laughs> Psychopath. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, my house has never caught on fire, so I'm kind of tired of paying for a firefighter's yeah, salary. I never, I never burned down a building. Why am I paying for firefighters? It's uh, it's right. It's right wing talking point, which leaks into. I mean, you're talking about the liberals. There's plenty of liberals who feel that there's a lot of liberals. Um, yeah, I would say, quote unquote, I say, quote unquote, leftist, but a liberal is not a leftist. A, a liberal is a conservative that believes in gay marriage. Like, that's what. A yeah, liberal that's is. all a liberal is. It's just like, it's like, it's like it's like it's just it's just part of the machine that just thinks, oh, you know, there can be at least one black person in my neighborhood. It's all of the people in Hyde Park in Cincinnati yeah. that have the sign that says in this house, we believe black mm -hmm. lives matter. But we would never. But Bernie Sanders is a little bit too radical. We're more of a, a Amy Klobuchar household. I, I used to have this joke. I stopped doing it because coward. Yeah, it, it just never worked like I wanted it to. I need to rework it, honestly. But it's just it's just about how it's just about how the, you never see like the like in my neighborhood, you see a lot of Black Lives Matter signs. Right. Mostly because I live in a. Uh, multicultural working class neighborhood neighborhood but and so it makes me wonder why when you go up but you when you go up to places like hyde park uh montgomery indian hill you know all these local places in cincinnati you see less black lives matter signs i mean that's to be understand but when you do see one you make it makes you wonder like why that person put that there you know are they really trying to be the outspoken, hey, Black Lives Matter, like proud leftist? Or are they or are they just putting that up there because they think that'll stop black people from robbing them? <laughs> I do. I mean, I like it as a joke. Yeah, it's too wordy. I just went on the rant there. But I also understand why that as a concept it would be difficult to make it work because there's plenty of people who are like that. Yeah, and yeah. The reason they have it up, you know, I don't think is that last part, but it's the second one where no, it's no. like they they they're they're just signaling something. They don't actually they don't they don't support it in policy. They just support yeah. it like they they weren't out in the streets getting pepper sprayed, and neither was I. But we were at least out in the streets a little bit and organizing and agitating and uh, doing whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. those they, they were not they were not putting their bodies on the line. They were not no, they're, dude. They're not do uh, donating to mutual aid. Uh, you know, services or getting people bailed out. They just are like, I put a Joe Biden sticker on my car and uh, I believe Black Lives Matter. It's like, you know, those things are in direct competition, right? Yeah, yeah, no shit. You know that prisons are full of black people because of Joe Biden, not. Oh, but wait a second. What's that? It's also Kamala Harris. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, thousand percent. Uh, uh, people don't people don't yeah. like to hear that because no, no just, one wants to hear that they're that they're not woke. I'm totally woke. They just like the binary of if you support Trump, you're racist, and if you are the opposite of that, you're the opposite of that. And there's no there's no gray areas. There's no, no there's no there's no complexity. It's just it's just you're either racist or you're not racist. And there's no there's nothing else to politics than that. It's just you're either racist or you're not racist. Um, and if my taxes go to paying for public schools. And I send my kids to private school. I don't think I should have to pay for those public schools. I think that's not fair. That's what charter schools are about. Anyway. Oh, so I was going to try to look up a story about this. But basically, and this is the this has happened more than once. OK, I'm just going to Google it. All right. What did she did she uh, did she misgender someone that fucking prick? 
This is from Forbes. This is from Forbes. So right wing rag. They hate this. They, they hate communists like Nancy Pelosi. So this is a hit piece. Uh Oh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, five million dollar alphabet options windfall. Confusing headline for me to read out loud. But basically, based on information that she can receive because she's the speaker of, of the house and the kind of influence that she as the speaker of the house, as one of the wealthiest people in the country, as one of the most powerful people in the country, she has access to, you know, Wall Street and uh, economic information that normal people don't have, um, AKA, AKA insider trading type shit. Yeah. Um, so her husband did a $5 million options call on, I guess, on Google alphabet, um, for something, I guess let, let's, I have the article open. Why don't, why don't, why don't I, why don't I actually read the article that I, that I opened? Hey man, I have to pee. So if you could speed this up any way possible, dead air, dead air, dead air. Dead air. See, John, I could easily edit this out, but now you're making noise and now I can't do it. Oh, shut the fuck up and read the article. I'm just trying to find the relevant part. What is what, what is an al- what is a Google alphabet and what is a uh, anything? I, I so man, I'm too dumb, John. I'm Basically, asking. based on insider trading information that she has access to because she's the most powerful person in the House of Representatives. Yeah. Using that information, her husband so bought, 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 bought options in Google. Which basically it's like they can basically you can buy it at a cheaper price than what it's going to be worth in the future. Yeah, yeah, so I buy the option now for $15 in the future. It's worth $25. I can buy them for $15, even though they're worth all this money. So you make a shit ton of money because you know the, the stock is about to skyrocket because you have access to this information that the public doesn't have. So she and many other people, a bunch of people got in trouble for this last year, Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, I remember. They're acting on information. What, before the before the pandemic hit. I remember yeah. this. So yeah, they, it happens all it happens every day. This is yeah. new shit. Well, they, they they made tens of millions of dollars off of this like one option call. And I don't have more information about it other than she's turning around and saying we shouldn't have to cancel people's student loan debt and also people who need their their rent canceled because they've been struggling for the past year and a half because we shut everything down Th- this is this is like the disconnect yeah no i get it i get it trust me i know i know we haven't to- even discussed the fact that billionaires launched themselves into space for fun while people are being are going to be evicted from their homes yeah I mean, it's just it's just it's just it's they don't care about us they care about money. You know that song by Good Charlotte? I think it was Good Charlotte. Yes, it is. Girls don't like boys. They like cars and money. Just replace uh, bo- uh, boys with, with go- or girls with government and boys with... Uh, they can just-, just make it gender neutral and it applies to the entire country, especially... especially. <laughs> Government don't like comrades. They like cars and money. <laughs> there we go. They don't give a fuck about you. They give a fuck about cars and money. They just want more money. That's what everything is being built on. And that's what's destroying the world, literally destroying the planet and society. I mean, COVID, COVID is making more people homeless while also creating something like 20 new billionaires. Yeah, dude. Creating the, the pandemic that is wrecked people's like generations of people uh, is also making, you know, 20 new people billionaires for no reason other than that's how the economic that's system works. Vacation. Yeah. 
And a lot of that money is our money just being given away by the government to these corporations that totally need it. They totally need it. <laughs> I need a new, I need a new mini yacht for my mega yacht in case I need to take vacation while I'm on vacation. Yeah. We all need it so bad. <laughs> I need I need and a that's new gonna be it for this week of this podcast, whatever it's called. Exactly. What if I need to ch- what if I need to get my yacht into a smaller, smaller port? Then I'm gonna have to take the mini yacht. But if I already have the big yacht and I got a mini yacht inside it, I'm Jeff Bezos. Yeah, buddy, we did it. Follow doing- soup for fam on Instagram. Why would you do that? I don't know. We don't really post on there, but one of these days. Hey, man, one, one of these days. Maybe if you're listening to this in the future, this will be really worth it. Uh, cheers for Corona Extra. Cheers for Coronavirus. Cheers for the Delta variant. Mask up, folks. We got to do it. You, you know what? No one's telling you you have to. Just be a fucking decent person. Just put on a fucking mask, for Christ's sake. Do it. Just do it. You piece of shit. I'm John Trek. This is my best pal, John Holmes. We love you. Bye. Love you so much. Bye-bye. All right. I'll be right back. Oh,